Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with another episode, an off-season episode, as there were, of course, no Jets games last weekend. The season is officially over. No playoffs for the 2021 Jets, um, but the wildcard games were on, and they were, not going to lie, a little disappointing. A lot of uh, big big spreads, um, not really... Uh, I guess the 49ers-Cowboys a little bit of an upset if you uh, favored the Cowboys there, but I thought the 49ers were going to win uh, all the way through, and I think they have a chance against the Packers, so a little teaser there if you uh, maybe want to place a bet down on the 49ers spread or anything like that, but we are here um, on a Wednesday uh, just talking Jets. Yeah, so the offseason started out um, pretty slow for the Jets. I mean, you know, of course, the wildcard games, as I mentioned, are still going on, divisionals coming up uh, this week, but, you know, the Jets still have some guys to resign. They have some guys to talk about, talk to, and, um, you know, guys like Braxton Berrios and Foley Faducasi all set to be free agents, and we'll get into some of those names in a bit, but um, right now the Jets are, of course, coaching the Senior Bowl. That game is expected to uh, um, go underway beginning of February, and there's a lot of intriguing prospects that the Jets are um, looking to coach up. Uh, entering Senior Bowl week and the draft. Um, you know, the Senior Bowl is always a good opportunity for these coaching staffs to get a quick look at prospects and to get a look at some of these prospects ahead of the draft. And especially for the Jets, a lot of uh, the prospects that are mocked to the Jets, I, I believe, are really um, on their team, on the national team, are going to be practicing with them. So that's always a good sign. Guys like Devin Lloyd, who got announced as the linebacker group today, um, a lot of good running backs, wide receivers, O linemen. Uh, quarterbacks, of course, but the Jets, of course, are not in that conversation this year. Thank goodness. Another year that uh, the Jets aren't in the quarterback conversation is a good year, um, you know, because they have the number four overall pick and hopefully a team that is quarterback needy. If a guy like Kenny Pickett flies up the board or, you know, Desmond Ritter, um, you know, teams may trade up and try to get ahead of the Jets at number four to select one of those QBs or try to get the Jets number four overall pick. Um, and the Jets have a chance to trade back um, in a quarterback needy draft uh, for many of these teams. And, you know, it, it really gets clear cut after the combine, I think, which teams are really, you know, in the market for a quarterback. You can get a little, um, you know, you can get an idea now, of course, like uh, is Miami 100% in on Tua Tagovailoa? Um, you know, the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger likely retiring. What are they going to do with the position? The Vikings with Kirk Cousins, uh, are they going to trade him and, you know, maybe draft a quarterback? Who knows? Um but at this rate, uh, we're going to have to just wait and see. You know, the Combine, of course, is one of the best times of year for reporters and uh, insiders to get the inside scoop on, you know, what GMs are thinking and what teams are thinking ahead of the draft um, draft day and, uh, you know, free agency. And this is really the time, you know, uh, the Combine got cut short uh, last year because of COVID. And I think teams were a little hesitant to give away their tricks um, because, you know, it's it was a little more hush-hush, but I think now that the Combine should be back on and teams will be around and uh, around the Combine it's such that we should be able to get some insider information and, you know, some info on what the Jets do plan to do. And, of course, number one wide receiver is at uh, top that list, and I think Joe Douglas has made that clear that the Jets are in on a number one wide receiver. You know, guys like Calvin Ridley pop up, a guy like Amari Cooper, if the Cowboys would be willing to trade him. Um, you know, there are other names out there that, you know, might not pop into my head right now, but I know the Jets are going to be really in that market for a number one wide receiver. I think, you know, Stefan Diggs is in Buffalo, uh, how, you know, they surrounded Josh Allen with all that talent and Stefan Diggs was a big part of his development and progression in his, uh, second year. And I think the Jets want to really replicate that 
with a Stefan Diggs-like player in Calvin Ridley or, you know, an Amari Cooper who could be that number one wide receiver, that no doubt number one, you know, you would move uh, Corey Davis to the number two spot and Elijah Moore in the slot, or you could also move him outside. He's really a gadget guy. He'll play anywhere. Um, but as of right now, that's where the Jets are in terms of number one wide receiver talk and all those rumors surrounding that. And of course, the draft coming up, some draft needs for the Jets are, of course, a compliment to Michael Carter at the running back position, as Connor Hughes pointed out on his podcast. Um, I think, you know, there are a lot of guys uh, in this upcoming draft that I think are going to be drafted late at running back that I think the Jets will uh, get their pick of the crop from. Um, but I think moving forward, the Jets are going to look at, you know, the offensive and defensive lines. Joe Douglas said he really, really likes to reinforce those trenches year in and year out. And I think a guy like Evan Neal at number four may make sense for the Jets if he's still there. Um, uh, you know, there are other offensive linemen up high that could fly up draft boards, come the combine and come draft day, but we'll have to wait and see about that. And of course, you know, safety Kyle Hamilton, who's been mocked to the Jets at number four by ESPN's Mel Kuyper. Um, I think that's a better pick than Derek Stingley, who's mocked to the Jets at number four by... Uh, um, the athletic stain Brugler, I think, uh, you know, Derek Stingley is a very good player, but I think, you know, Kyle Hamilton may fit that mold with the Jets want a gadget player on defense, much like Elijah Moore on defense. Kyle Hamilton's going to line up anywhere on defense. Uh, I think he can be, you know, in the slot, he could be a linebacker type, he could be a safety. And I think that's exactly what Robert Sala and Jeff Albrecht are looking for in a defensive player like that. You know, of course, the Jets already have Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley at the linebacker position, so they're pretty, uh, you know, fortified at that spot. I don't think the Jets are going to really break the bank for a linebacker in this free agency or really, you know, draft one high in the NFL draft. But if Kyle Hamilton, you know, a guy that's coming out of uh, Notre Dame, a guy, a, you know, a unicorn type player, he's described as in this draft process, and I think the Jets could really use a player like that. You know, think Isaiah Simmons in Arizona or think, you know, at this point, even Micah Parsons. In, uh, you know, in Dallas, he's been doing really everything for them. So we're going to have to wait and see um, what the Jets' plan is there. Um, you know, they drafted Hobson, Nasruddin, and Jamie and Sherwood last year as converted safeties to linebacker position. Um, and I think they really believe in those guys. I think they're not going to give up on them after one year of injuries and, you know, uncertain uncertain events and unfortunate events, you know, had Jamie and Sherwood going down with an Achilles tear early in the year. And, of course, Hobson, Nasruddin, you know, came up and down with those injuries. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, it's always an interesting, you know, time of year this year, especially before the combine, before the draft piece, there's all this theorizing and there's always this thinking, you know, like, like who, who, who are the Jets going to draft it's so early? Always. It, it's always like one guy, like that you don't really hear about until the combine flies up draft boards. Like that was sort of Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, last year he really came into the draft, I don't think he was a consensus top 10 pick. I don't think he's he was a consensus, you know, first rounder in college. I think he really flew up draft boards and, you know, he had suffered that injury in college. Of course, Wilson did. And he came back stronger than ever and was able to secure his spot, his spot at number two overall pick with the New York Jets. And, you know, we'll see how it all works out. But early signs pointing to, uh, you know, good, good spirits and, and good things coming for Wilson and the Jets if they could surround him with talent. And I think this draft provides a good, um, you know, basis of, you know, get him a, another offensive lineman, get a number one wide receiver, have that be through the draft free agency or a trade, um, you know, surround your defense with playmakers and, you know, a ball hawk at the cornerback position, because of course the Jets don't feel like Bryce Hall or Michael Carter or even Brandon Eccles are ball hawks. You know, Eccles, of course, had that one pick against Brady, a little bit of an underthrown, of course, a pick six against Tua uh, versus the Dolphins. So, I mean, Eccles has gotten some, you know, has gotten his hands 
on a few interceptions this year, but I think the Jets want a Trayvon Diggs type or J.C. Jackson who's going to hit free agency, but I'm not sure if they would break the bank for a guy like that. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, that's about it for you know a little bit of free agent preview not too much i don't want to give away too much in an episode i we're going to be going you know all the way through the offseason every wednesday so i don't want to give up too much uh too many secrets of what i plan on previewing but of course little draft previews well as we get closer to the combine closer to draft day um you know more content is going to be coming out so hopefully we can see um you know hopefully the jets make moves hopefully you know it gets interesting come draft day um and you know of course the jets have players to resign the jets have things to do they're not just sitting around watching the divisional games like we are they're uh i hopefully working and getting you know some of these extensions hopefully worked out with guys like braxton barrios um i know there's a little bit of pessimism i think surrounding jets twitter especially with barrios's uh you know current situation with the jets and how he feels about returning to new york but i think um you know, I think Douglas and his staff are in good spirits of working out something with Barrios. I don't think you want to repeat the uh, Andre Roberts situation where, you know, basically just give away a free all-pro returner on the free agent market. I don't think that's how Douglas wants this to work. I think he wants Barrios back. Um, have that be three years, 18 million, three years, 20 million. I think it's going to be around that number. Uh, Douglas likes handing out those three-year deals. So look out for maybe a three to four-year deal for Barrios around that 20 to $21 million number. Um, I think he's really, yeah, he rose his, uh, rose his number a lot by that all-pro selection and, you know, his performance this year, of course, really being that gadget guy for the Jets with Elijah Moore down with injury and, you know, becoming Zach Wilson's best friend um, in air quotes. So really, uh, really interesting stuff there. So I think that'll be it for me. I really appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the podcast. If you have not already, make sure to follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and make sure you read some of my upcoming stuff on the Jet Press. I plan on re- releasing some off-season articles on there when I get the time to, um, but there should be more you know, interesting storylines and interesting tidbits coming out throughout the off-season. So really appreciate everyone sticking around, and I will see you next week.